Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games. Hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow. With me as always... G'day Tommy, it's Ben Vanell here. Sorry if I'm a little high energy this episode. I've been drinking one of the worst drinks I've ever had in my life. It is a V, Golden Fruits flavour, Forbidden. How could were you to know that that would be bad, though? I know. How would you know that a can that has the word forbidden on it might not taste good? Uh, I don't even like normal V. It yeah. It, it's, yeah. I did wonder if that was a new flavour, if that was just a a, um, a can redesign that they'd done. Because mm. it, it wouldn't... Supp- you know, the, it's what's it got like... It's got like spiky branches all over yeah, the label. Yeah, it's got label. Thorn, rose thorn thorns. branches, but peaches growing off them. But it's forbidden fruit. So it's like, oh, don't touch. Right. I should have paid attention to the branding. (laughs) Mm, This tastes like having sex with my dad. (laughs) Forbidden fruit. I said it was bad. Forbidden fruit. That biblical reference. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when Adam had sex with God. My name's Adam. I'm going to take this rib and make your dad out of it. Now don't fuck (laughs) him. Um. (laughs) God took one rib, made Eve. Then he took another rib and made a (laughs) stepmom. And from that is where... On special comments for this energy drink review it's adam knox <laughs> yeah that's me the uh second or the, well the first but like the uh, one of the two energy drinks we're likely to talk about yes in the next hour or so yes Oof. i reckon we've spent more time on this actual energy drink than we will on the other thing you mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah ben's got the uh forbidden fruit flavored v energy mm-hmm. drink Adam is sitting here with an absolute king's ransom yes. of a real chemist situation he's got stacked up on my kitchen table here. Yeah, yeah I've got Panadol and Nurofen and water. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it, I, me and Ben are both getting sick, we yeah. feel. Yeah. I, I was just sick too. Yeah. And now I'm back. Yeah, I with something stay. else. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, You're both two sick little boys, I have to say. <laughs> I, you seem to get sick. You both seem to get sick quite often, I think. Mm. I want to go to the doctor. But I'm too afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do like a full medical. Yeah. yeah. I think 30 is about mm. the, when you start going there and you just, some things are going to start not working properly yeah. and yeah. you've got to accept it. Yeah. My um, defense, by the way, is that I work in an office and they are a hotbed for sickness that yeah. just circles around constantly and you can never get free of it. I work in a public, mm. very visited tourist location. Yeah. Uh, yes. And that yeah. is a uh, your mum's house. And <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me. A lot for of people listener, from a lot of different countries yeah, come yeah, there. Yeah. 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 And I'm exposed to all sorts of in- infections that they may have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I pre-fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're good enough for Mama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mama only gets the best. And Tommy, you live in a hermetically sealed uh, luxury bubble and travel by limousine, so you never get sick. <laughs> yes, yes. I 
travel not for a while. I travel standing up on the back of a <laughs> on the back tray of a Ute encased in glass, <laughs> yes. so that no one can assassinate me constantly with either guns or germs. <laughs> yes. Halfway between Pope and the ACDC music video, <laughs> they're yeah, driving you are, down. You are playing bagpipes every time you you drive around. Well, that that's what powers the car. Yeah. That's how oh. the car gets energy. It's a self-driving car, sure. but you drive it by playing by the bagpipes, the, and yeah. then it takes care of the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is another big week in mm. video games. 2020 off to an absolutely roaring start. Yeah, another bumper episode. Another bumper episode. There's yeah. genuinely been some shit that's yeah. gone down this week. Last week we were being sarcastic, but this week I'm being regular. <laughs> I mean it. They're, 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 I've played a new game. Yeah. There's been at least two bits of news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you what like that evil crusty doll in The Simpsons? You've got a switch on your back. <laughs> sarcastic and regular. I see what the problem is. Someone left him switched onto sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, that's real funny, Tommy. Sorry, I switched back. Yeah, you rushed up against the wall and flipped it accidentally. <laughs> uh, well, what's a, is there a big story that you want to kick us off with? Uh, let's talk about the Warcraft thing. Mm. Do you guys want to talk about Warcraft? Yeah, all right. Do you want to get beaten up in high school? No, but it's going to happen anyway. Or primary school, depending on your age. Mm. Or university. And if you're getting beaten up at university, your fault. <laughs> uh, that's slash, old enough. You should be able it's to. It's a crime. <laughs> yeah, but if you leave your doors unlocked, you're going to get wrong. The, um, <laughs> the Can you give me... I need some context for this story. I'll give you I know, the full story. I, thank you. From beginning to end. So, yes. do you remember a while ago now, Bri- Bli- Blizzard announced... Oh, fuck. Uh, this is going to be another struggle. I feel like I just two, three weeks ago was yeah. on an episode going like, sorry, I'm sick. Yeah. And now I'm fucking back. I need to look after myself. Mm-hmm. And so does the company Blizzard. Mm. Because they have... Mm. They're, they're Warcraft 3 Reforged yes. was a remastered version of Warcraft 3 that they announced a while ago. Yeah, we've talked about it before. We were kind of interested in it, having played it. I think this was announced during that BlizzCon that went poorly. Right, the mobile Diablo. Yeah, it was either during that one or the next one, but it was already announced at a time where, and for a couple of years now, people have been uh, on a pretty big anti-Blizzard train. Mm -hmm. Uh, For good reason. All the stuff with the Hong Kong thing and uh, just their sort of lack of, of... progress in 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 making games that people want yeah they've been pretty stagnant for a while now i've been sitting on their cash cows and not yeah not really pushing the development of their big franchises forward totally yeah um so they they put out this remastered version of warcraft 3 called warcraft 3 reforged which you'd think would be an easy an easy not a home run but a first base sort of a thing yeah a little bit of over the shirt stuff yeah exactly (laughs) over the just kiss, isn't it? Yeah, first I think base. first base is just a kiss. Yeah, I What's think second base is grabbing them titties. Yeah, I don't think that's a base at all. I think I think no. It is. First it goes base is a kiss. First base, no. Uh, well, I guess I'm first not. First base a kiss. Second base over the shirt touching. Yeah. yeah. Third, Third base, base hand stuff. Hand stuff <laughs> under the pants. Yeah, below the belt, hand stuff. And then how many bases do you think home. there are? How, Four how? rounding home. Yeah. yeah. Full fuck. Yeah. Nah, it's one base for every hole. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. First base mouth. Yeah. Yep. Mouth second, to mouth. Second base. base. You know, third uh, base butthole, and then fourth uh, yeah. base is uh, dealer's choice, or all three. 
Wild four. card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Draw four. Draw four. <laughs> Red. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the base system is, this should have been at least a hit without a catch in the baseball metaphor. They should have been right. able to pull this off sure. without too much effort. Just quickly, do you think an Australian stand-up comedian has ever done a bit about how... The base system because it's very American. Mm. So in Australia, uh, it should be the cricket system. Yes. Right. That seems like something that someone somewhere along the line would have done. So right? like a single run, four, and a six? There's only three real scores. It's just number of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Out for a duck. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's I don't true. Know. Yeah. We, I, I don't know enough about cricket to be able to put this one together, but that yeah. seems like something... Maybe, hey, you know what? If you're a listener, if you're Australian, if you've been to see a lot of stand-up comedy, let us know if you've yeah. ever seen that at a room around Australia. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, we uh, we went home after the third base. Caught and bowled, though, so mm. I don't know why. That I don't know enough about cricket. I I think that's... You went in for something and got rejected? I don't know. Anyway. Neither do I. Um, anyway, this is that. It's going in for something getting rejected because yes. you'd think that Warcraft 3 Reforged would just be a coat of paint on the graphics and you're pretty much done, That's right? That's it, yeah. That's what a remaster is. Yep. Maybe the menu system becomes a little better. Better. That would be the key word, right? Yeah, would yeah. be better across yeah. the board. Yeah. Something more recent with new uh, sort of skills and, and development put into it should be better. I, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, this sounds like an open and shut case. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. ready to move on. I don't need to hear any more from you, Adam, <laughs> to be honest. Even if they <laughs> did mess it up, at least the old game is there. Why? At well, least I mean, you've why got even the introduce this concept. Yeah. 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 I, I get, but sure, I guess. A remaster can never delete the original. Mm. So what they've done is made it worse and deleted the original. If you go to download your copy that you own of Warcraft 3 from Blizzard now, you get an installer for Warcraft 3 Reforged, which is what everybody has, regardless of whether they've bought Reforged or not. Mm -hmm. But if you download it not owning it, the, the remastered version, which is expensive for what it is, you get like a limited, in quotes, classic version which is a downgrade from the original one because it like it turns some shadows off. It runs worse on older computers God. because it uses like a Chrome thing for the menu apparently, and it's mm -hmm. very sluggish. Mm. And you lose a bunch of functionality that the majority of people sure probably aren't interested in. But there are a lot who are, especially mm. if they're still interested in this game. Yeah, sure. So it's the problems come in with like custom games and maps and stuff like mm -hmm. that. A lot of them are broken now or your saves are gone or you can't even do them properly. They're, which is what Dota came from, which yes. is what like League of Legends and shit came from. Yep. And so what Blizzard has done, and a huge part of the reason for this surely has to be, is included in the terms of use that they own everything that you create with this in uh, all ways. Right. They have moral ownership is the term, which is like there's nothing you can even be credited for Everything that you make in this is theirs, right? To do with as they want, because From they're still feeling the the pain of having lost that Dota train, right? Yeah, that F cash cow. From the moment you agree to play this new one, anything yep. you cre create belongs to Blizzard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Which is pretty dodgy yeah. in terms of like you know uh, people's rights, general, yeah. but um. It, it's not that unusual, but it, the fact that it's not even possible really without... I mean, you can pirate it still. Mm -hmm. You can download older versions of the downloader and stuff, and it's all still a bit fresh and new, so people are still trying to figure out what this means. 
but pretty much you can't play the more recent versions of the original game uh, either legally or easily. Right. Some version of that. And then the reforged version of it, if you do buy that, the graphics aren't what they made them out to be. Mm -hmm. They aren't as much of an upgrade as they originally seemed. Um, There's like weird new bugs and weird changes to things. They've gotten rid of like... Uh, ladders and a bunch of other... I, I mean, I'm doing this off the top of my head and I'm not super into the game, so apologies if I, I'm missing something here. <laughs> so, so saying they got rid of ladders was a complete stab in the dark. Uh, well, like ladders... No, as in tournament ladders. That oh, sort right, of okay. Not as in like, well, I'm stuck on the ground <laughs> yeah, floor that's now. that's what it sounded I, I like. I made this, l- this level with like three stories. Yeah. And boy, <laughs> <laughs> the first story is getting a lot of action, but... You, like custom games and shit like that, they are cracking down on anyone making anything that resembles other people's intellectual property. Right. So if you add the fucking Mickey Mouse World Warcraft level, level, right. you can't play that anymore right. is my impression of it. But across the board, it seems like people are very angry at the changes made mm. and even angrier and very justifiably angry at the fact that the thing that they already own, they no longer have access to. Yeah, it's yeah. dodgy. It's really it's dodgy. It's very dodgy. Yeah. yeah. So This is not just a server going offline after 15 years or no. or the things that we have spoken about before. This is like literally a company being like, we've installed something that has changed something you own. Right. Because yeah. that's always the thing when people complain about, in any form of media, remakes, remasters, whatever it may be, mm. sequels, the like the kind of common refrain is always like, well, who cares? You don't have to engage with it. It's not like they're burning all the old copies yeah. of the original one. Yeah. You can still access that if you want. But it's almost like these guys took that as a challenge. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's 100% what they're trying to do here. And of course, it'll never be fully possible. People will always find a workaround for anything that you try to do. Sure. But yeah, I mean, technically but speaking, it's... Yeah, they've erased it. Like, as much yeah. as they can. Yeah. You, they've. That's what this is... Clearly about this yeah. is it's this like remaster. the reverse of Apple putting that U two album in everyone's account, so right? We're yeah, just, we're secretly taking it away from you, which would be great if that's what they'd have done. If they'd have deleted U two from every single <laughs> iPhone yeah. in the world, yeah, yeah, what a company! Yeah. Or it's like yeah. if that new U two album had been in your library, yes, but then they delete all copies of. The Joshua Tree right. from existence. Yeah, exactly. No one yeah. can ever listen to any of the yeah. hits ever again. Yes. <laughs> the Joshua Tree is now actually how to make an atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is such a shitty move yeah. for the, to... I hate that sort of shit. Right. Any this almost of, seems calculated yeah. to annoy specifically you. This yeah. is right in the Completely. center of the bullseye <laughs> of all the sort of stuff that drives you specifically yeah. crazy. Just doing a cash grab remake? Yep. One. Number one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Already furious. <laughs> yeah, already furious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wait, come it. back. We've got worse things <laughs> to tell you about. Adam, come out of your room. <laughs> and then go back in yeah. once you've heard the other details. I'm going to find a deeper, darker corner of my room than I even knew. <laughs> it, it, it's so crazy. Yeah. I think they had the lowest ever user rating on metacritic for a bit there which who gives a fuck about that but it it is indicative of the anger around Mm. this and i really do think that it's not an internet mobbing type thing of course people are probably being cunts there's probably death threats getting sent there and all that sort of shit which is obviously bad but this is such a grubby corporate move yeah i mean Mm. yeah you never want to be on the side of the people kind of like you know, acting out in these very negative ways. Mm. But this isn't just like, 
oh, a game got delayed. Yeah. Or, you know, we don't like the redesign of this character. Yeah. This is just like truly nefarious, dodgy shit. This is worse than the sort of EA microtransaction threshold being passed because this is like... It's yeah, it's it's altering existing property that exactly. you've paid for. You don't really have a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're wanting to do it properly, you know, with all the legal, proper, correct channels to go through mm-hmm. to play a game, mm-hmm. they are trying to make it, and they have succeeded in making it so that you can't actually play this thing that you already own. Yeah. I wonder if there'd be any countries in which this is some sort of violation of people's consumer rights. Probably Australia. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that would be here. a thing yeah. where. There'll be one cut. Co- you know, you, sometimes you hear these things where it's sure, like yeah, one country banning. gets a big kickback, uh, like kicks back mm. against it in some yeah. way just because yeah. their laws cover them in that way. I think, yeah, we do have really good consumer rights laws, don't we? I'm don't willing so. to bet that because the thing that they've gotten rid of is just a download client for your game and the automatic patching that they're doing is technically to a new ver Like right. that version still exists nebulously out there you can yeah. technically acquire that right probably not through their channels but i wonder if they're in any obligation to even offer that download right and this is the thing i'm always worried about with these digital distribution methods mm. is that it seems as though and the precedent's been set with like the wii store and all that stuff that shut down that they do have no obligation yeah to perpetually offer you access to the thing that you've bought because surely you buy into getting automatic upgrades and patches and things bug fixes yeah and the language around it would be it would be vague because if it is like people companies genuinely trying to upgrade and improve their games yeah they can't be specific about that language for every patch and i right. think even with the original copies of like warcraft 3 from mm. 2002 i think what you were technically buying was a cd key so it was already kind of a license. As with a lot of the majority, the vast majority of software, you're just buying a license to it. Sure, you're buying access. Right. Yeah, so they yeah. have the ability to alter that deal or to, to not to alter it, but to no longer provide that an ongoing service, which is right. technically the thing they're getting rid of here is right. ongoing support. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's they're probably... I'm sure that the vast majority of people who work at Activision are lawyers <laughs> and that they are very across whether or not they were allowed to do this. The sure. idea of like having someone who's had to go through every country's consumer rights laws oh, right. and make sure they were skating just within the parameters. Yeah. And I bet they they like definitely the main part of this move is to make it is that clause about you don't own jack shit. Right. If they can get rid of the possibility of a Dota type thing slipping through their hands again, they of course would take that. Yeah. So that company's not the Blizzard that still you know people same as Bioware and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's changed enough that it is no longer the Blizzard that people think of. Yes. This is a pretty plain example of that, mm. and it sucks. Yeah. yeah. They could not have worse PR in the last. Six months, a year? Yeah. No. yeah. I, people would prefer an actual blizzard to blow through their <laughs> <Yeah. town. laughs> I'm. You've got to hope that this is another EA moment where it makes them change. Maybe. Like Who if, knows? if people don't buy in literally, if they don't make a profit out of this, which I don't know if that's even possible, I does mean, this change the trend 
who can say they made a statement about it they put something out where they the term the thing that they started it with was something like um we're sorry to people who didn't have the experience that they were looking for or something like that it was very much a like i'm sorry that you got offended exactly (laughs) yeah Look, I'm sorry that you feel so strongly about this, but you're wrong. Yeah. So. Well, and also, I often what what kind of sucks about things like this is that you realise that there probably was a discussion at some point in the room around. Now, look, we do this; it's going to be unpopular, and someone's had to do the calculations between, like, well, let's say X mm. amount of people are off it, and we get these kind of bad reviews, but the projections are we stand to make. This amount of money off yeah, of it. Yeah. So balancing out, is it worth it? Like knowing that that is like a conversation that happens. Like, yes, this will piss people off. Yeah. But ultimately, we've decided we can live with it mm-hmm. because of, you know, well, we stand to make this amount of money. It's just like makes it even grubbier. Oh, yeah. The stuff of the remaster not being up to the standards that they sort of advertise. Like there's one redone cutscene right at the front, which is the thing that they were leading in the advertising with. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of level or whatever that are changed. But it's not as extensive as it looked to be. It seems like they lost interest in this or ran out of budget for this or reallocated people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's also come out undercooked anyway. Right. So, yeah, it, I'm, I wonder if the thrust of this is they go like, Warcraft 3 isn't really a big deal to us anymore. Right. Let's use it to bring this thing in as the press and then we can go forward with... We own everything forever. Yep, yep. And I assume they also have gone, ah, the next Diablo game's coming out and gamers will lap it up, they'll Mm. buy it, and we will be fine. Yeah. Because I think that's what's going to happen. Warcraft 3 isn't a product that they were looking to make that much money off of anyway, I'm willing to bet. Yeah. And with the way that, like, the sort of... The enormous explosions of these games that basically come from mods, mm-hmm. which is like PUBG and then Fortnite, but kind of. Yep, yep. Um, and DayZ before that, and like mm. fucking Counter Strike and shit from way back in the day. Look, being able to lock down your ownership over other people's creativity is something that a gross ass fucking mm. faceless corporation like Activision is would love to have the ability to do. Yeah. yeah. All it's going to do though is drive people away from using that platform to make new things. You'd hope so. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. But if that becomes a something that they're able to get away with, then mm. everyone else starts trying to get away with it too and at right. some point you run out of sure. space. Yeah. Yeah. But people do seem to be very much off this. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Me included. Well, mm. a remaster that has I think a bit of a happier story surrounding it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Is that uh, yesterday Platinum Games put up a Kickstarter for a remaster of their game, The Wonderful 101, mm. which was a Wii U exclusive. This just kind of dropped sort of out of yeah. nowhere. There was like a rumour that it was going to happen. Uh, it's been rumoured as being ported to the Switch for yeah. like, a, you know, t- for fucking two well, cause everything Same as every Wii U yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, So this was kind of a weird turn of events. And I still don't kind of understand... How these things transpire, like mm. how do they need to start up a Kickstarter instead of just going, we're doing it. Right, it's coming it's weird, out. Right? I don't yes. quite understand how Platinum that works. Is a proper publisher. Yeah, yeah. They probably shouldn't be asking me for money until they have a product. It's strange, yeah. right? Astral Chain did well for them apparently. Like they've just put out, or they're about to put out that uh, Bayonetta and something else on the Xbox and. 
uh, yeah, and Vanquish is like yeah, yeah, yeah. anniversary, whatever. So they've got I I don't know, it's strange, but anyway, this came out of nowhere. I think their original goal was fifty k, mm-hmm. and as of the time of recording. Uh, they've made over a mil. Right. So they hit that goal, that original 50K goal within hours. Which is also weird because if someone's like, hey, here's how much money we need to do a port. <laughs> and then yeah. you give them more money than that. Like, oh, Also, well, how do they only need 50K? What? I, none of that makes sense to me. Well, I mean, and like, porting things st- from the Wii U to the Switch is probably a relatively simple process. Yeah. I guess. I, I mean, I'm not a it, fucking games developer. It certainly but has been... Given the old <laughs> like test by now, exactly, mm. people like, know the process. There's by a now. blueprint. It's well, they've been done, done it this, with yeah. one of their own games, right? Right. With Bayonetta two. Well, and here's another very weird thing about it. So I backed this. I don't think I've ever backed anything on Kickstarter before. Right. And part of the reason I backed it was I backed it for the amount that gets you the physical copy. Right. I was just like, yeah, I'm just buying the game in advance. Sure. I want to play it. Cool. But kind of the reason I did that was because. It, the delivery time or the expected delivery time is April this year. Right. Like in two months' time. So it must be more or less like... It has to be re- done. Ready to go. Surely then... Physical the production of a, of a product like that yeah. takes a while. That's if this was just yeah. like, you know, if this was just... Oh, sometime in 2022, I don't think I would have bothered back. I would have been like, oh, you know, I'll just pick yeah. it up. But yeah. I was like... Cool if it just gets shipped to me in a couple of months and I'm just paying the cost of it now. Well, do you remember cool. what, what the blurb says the money is for? Because surely if it's that little and it's coming out that soon, it's like, oh, we've got to pay Nintendo a licensing fee or they, something. They had stretch goals as right. well. So St- the, the f- extra money is going to some form of, I guess, DLC it'll have to be if it's coming out that soon. So the first stretch goal was them porting it to Steam. Right. And then the stretch goal after that was them porting it to the PS4. So maybe that tells you something about okay. how difficult it is to develop for both of those things. Sure, yeah. And then the other ones beyond that, yeah, just different forms of DLC. Uh, it's like costumes and colours and yeah, stuff. It's like it a time attack mode. and okay, a, yeah. Right. Um, I read something okay. that they, and I think this is the case with Astral Chain as well, Nintendo owns 50% of it. So them being able to put the stretch goals of Steam and PlayStation 4 was because of Nintendo signing off on it and saying, okay, yeah, go okay. for it. So then this was in an interview with one of the developers where he talked about, yeah, the same thing could happen for Astral Chain. But mm. if they, they too is Nintendo's as well, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they published that, I think. I don't know so. if that it's the exact same. I, well, that was well, a Wii U exclusive and one now Switch as well. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet it's similar. That's interesting. Yeah, mm. one, but yeah, um, I, but yeah, he kind of said... It purely was just down to Nintendo being nice about it and saying like, yeah, go ahead and put it on Steam and PlayStation 4. I mean, I bet they've seen how well Microsoft's games like Cuphead and shit have done on the Switch and mm. gone, oh, maybe we could get some of that action over on yeah. Steam and stuff. Yeah. If we yeah. if we get a cut of this, then well, absolutely get yeah, it out. If they own half of it, they get Great would that be. Imagine if Microsoft playing well with Nintendo leads to Nintendo games just coming out on PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It'd be tight. Fuck. But um, but yeah, I'm excited to play this game. This I never um, I never got it on the Wii U, but I uh, always heard good things about it. The people who've played it talk about it uh, very fondly. All yeah. eight of them seem <laughs> to be fans of it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm and yeah, if it's if it's being delivered to me in April, then cool. Yeah. But I still I would love to know. I mean, maybe the story is out there. I just haven't looked particularly hard. But I would love to know the mechanics of how like them just deciding to mm. get on Kickstarter and do it that way. But Good for them. 50k goal. 
But 50k for it, it sort of is not that much. Yeah, yeah. it's a strange amount. 50k yeah. for a verse, no album out. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Oh, yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> You've done it. I loved that. <laughs> My beautiful, dark, twisted Noxie. Can, can I donate to that Kickstarter? <laughs> is that something I can pay for? Remake all Nicki Minaj's songs, but with me. Yes. <laughs> you know what always, boom, fascinate- boom, boom. <laughs> what always fascinates me about um, Kickstarters and stuff is yeah. like, you know, when you get into the bigger, you know, the, obviously every Kickstarter wants as much money out of you as they can get. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get into like the higher tiers and there'll be like, there'll be something in the, it, it just starts to be stuff in the mix where it's like, this is costing you money to manufacture. You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh, figurines that we're making up. It's like, y- use the money on the fucking guy. Ga- sure, I find yeah. I always find that very weird. Mm. Yeah. But I guess you crunch the numbers and stuff. They must. Yeah. 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 I reckon they don't. <laughs> they just, <laughs> they go, just go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. We can't afford to put the game out because yeah. we spent this million dollars on eight pewter statues <laughs> yeah. that people that all. That's how Star Citizen and shit like that happens where they're like, oh, mm. fuck, Mark Hamill was cost more than Oh, yeah. Jesus. So you can buy these fake ships that don't exist in real life. <laughs> yeah. Feels exciting to have backed something on Kickstarter for the first time in my life. You guys ever done that? Nah. I don't think I have. I mean, I'm a patron of some podcasts, but that, That's you know. Not quite yeah. Yeah, it's already it's a thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's just ever been something that was on Kickstarter that appealed to me heaps. I think, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Well, this is this is kind of a weird case where I just feel like I'm pre-ordering a game that already exists. Exactly. And I've the heard fact it's that good. it's a port, mm. it's not like the Mighty Number no. 9 type of thing where you're like, oh, a new Mega Man, and then it yeah. turns out to suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, don't, um, I don't feel like I'm taking a gamble. I just feel like I've pre-ordered it. It's mm. just weird, like a proper company doing a Kickstarter. And I get, you know, everything that's on Kickstarter is from companies. Yeah. But one that has already done it of their own volition. It's, it's Surely this is like their accountant being like, we actually can't allocate you money to do this. Yeah. So if you do want to do it, and you, there's people who like the game enough that they do, yeah. you've just got to sort it out yourself. You know what I'll give you? Make it up on your lunch break. Yeah. Give me a PowerPoint yeah, and I'll put yeah. it on Kickstarter. But, but yeah. yeah, if Nintendo half own it, it's strange. that they, I mean, maybe they've just been like, Ah, we're not going to ever port it. Mm. You can. Maybe they're aware as well of the, the, the how it looks for them to just do more and more and more Wii U remasters yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point. Because what is there left now? Like Mario 3D World, Pikmin 3, like that Star think, Fox game, but no oh, one really liked oh, that. Right. Yeah. Zero, yeah. No one cares. Nah. Yeah, so, that's probably it of, go- of good things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I just remember one of the... Uh, one of the tiers you could get was um, the director of the game, who's also the guy who directs the Bayonetta games. Mm. Uh, one of them was, he will personally tweet abuse at you and then block you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I and it was I like, asterisk, you, he doesn't have to actually block you if you don't want. Right? <laughs> the idea that it's like, I think he's like a real crank on Twitter, so it was right. like, yeah, the great man's going to fucking sledge you and then block sure, you forever. Right. It's like a Jeff Ross Kickstarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get roasted. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I kind of... I would have done that if it was a little cheaper. Why not? All right. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would have. <laughs> um, well, speaking of strange things coming out of companies. <laughs> oh, my God. And companies from the Blizzard thing. If we had a transition from the Blizzard, I could have done this more easily. Yeah, Blizzard. Companies that are maybe changing to become an unrecognizable version of themselves. Mm. Um Dan Hauser is leaving Rockstar. Yeah, this was the this was the story of the week that that tickled my fancy because I I feel like this is massive. Yeah, this is the a whole like paradigm shift in video games because the those Hauser boys are responsible for 
some of my favorite games and the biggest games in the world. Yeah. And and are genuine creative voices behind them. Well, and Sam has always been the business boy. Right. Apparently. So right. he's been like the money man. I'm just trying to think of other... <laughs> 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 he's been um, he was the, the cash that, kung. Yeah, yeah. He was played by Daniel Radcliffe in the movie? Yeah, the yes. dollar dude. Yeah, 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 the dollar dude. Yeah, anyway, yeah. because he's been um the coin... Carl... <laughs> <laughs> he him being there still doesn't really mean heaps right yeah. to, towards these games not changing but dan hauser leaving is evidently a big deal yeah because I, so i was only really reading up on this today mm. but he was like the creative force behind the stories and the single player games yeah of the past two decades of those games plus. Yep, so all the GTA games, both the Red Dead games. Yeah, it's big. And the way that people were afraid of those houses there, it sounds like they really did lead the direction of those games. For better or worse, it really does sound like they were pretty highly controlling and creatively uh, driving force. Yeah, the, the, the stories are like they would lock themselves and like a couple of the other guys in a room for a week. Laszlo. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Laszlo. And they would like bash out the stories to the games. And it's like, okay, well, if the guy, and he's the writer apparently. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, look, maybe we're not, it's not the worst thing to lose the, the visionary voice behind. What was it? Life. Oh, Life, life, life Invader. Life Invader. Life yeah. Invader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But if it's also the creative voice behind Red Dead Redemption 2's single player narrative then this is big crazy right. to believe that the same just that, that came out of the <laughs> same like one very like quite nuanced and restrained mm. and then the other one just an absolute fucking shambles with yeah. some of the murmurings and stuff that have been going on about rockstar for a while now too of take two wanting them to make more games more quickly right all of the stuff of them pushing the online parts of their games mm-hmm. especially with gta 5 obviously yeah um it looked as though that company was going to change either way like the games coming out of rockstar i'm wouldn't be surprised if red dead 2 was sort so of the last hurrah yeah 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 because the, the video game landscape has changed to a point where that scale of single player game doesn't happen that often mm-hmm. now or as often and if it does, it takes a big personality there to kind of make it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did read, and this was very um, encouraging, the success of Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. Fallen Jedi Order, yeah. uh, has has sort of motivated EA to explore more single-player games, which That's is cool. great. Yeah, They're in a similar it, situation where um, Respawn mm. are that type of company where they have a few people who have really pushed for this. And it's rare that you get that sort of stuff. And it's great when mm. you do. Yeah. You get those weird companies that like um, Corey Barlog with yep. God of War and that sort of shit. Yep. But someone like that leaving a company like that will probably be a big deal for their creative output. Yeah. I mean, if you do speak to the idea of the industry going towards more gross online versions of these games rather than, um, you know, like valuable single player narratives mm. Jedi Fallen Order was a great single player game that was pretty small in scope yeah that was one of the key flaws about it it was like there's not a whole bunch of customization. there's not a whole bunch of different worlds it's pretty small it was sort of rushed there's no well. way we're getting GTA 5 the next gen 
No, I, I would be surprised if Grand Theft Auto 6 was good to me. Because mm. I didn't really like 5 either that much. Right. It was already moving in a direction that I wasn't that interested in. Red Dead 2 was great. Yes. I loved it. Uh, I would be so shocked if we saw something that was even in that vein from them again. Maybe not yeah. shocked, but I have to imagine that him choosing to lose, prov- to leave, not lose, <laughs> that was a Freudian, but provided it's not because of health reasons or mm-hmm. whatever, there could be any number of reasons for him leaving. Yeah. But if it was over something where he's like, okay, well, this is moving in a different direction and I've had my time, then, yeah, we're probably not going to see the rock star of the, of the last two decades. Yeah, so maybe GTA mm. 6 is just like purely online from the get-go or yeah, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, if you keep turning that Grand Theft Auto dial in the direction it was already going, you know, six will be even less story-focused because mm-hmm. I think yeah. five already kind of dropped off. I, I mean, I really liked five. Like, right. I, I, all the like, sat, we've talked about it so much, but the satire stuff, very on the nose, not for me, but uh, I mean, I had a really fun time playing it. Yeah. And so uh, it would yeah. be a shame to not get an experience... Like that again, uh, yeah. I, I different think locale. But and we are discounting how hard all of the other people at yes. Rockstar <laughs> are forced to work. So <laughs> yeah, the of course there are. It's the majority of the same people. Just when you you know, the Irishman's going to be different without Martin Scorsese directing it. Yeah. Probably a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, on J- GTA Five, I think that the story was not the strongest thing about it it was like a bunch of mission ideas and the separate characters and yeah. I love say, the separate yeah. characters flipping between those three guys was what I really liked but yeah, there was like no a abrupt tonal shift there was no going overarching over story area. that really happened in that though the way that Red Dead 2 yeah. really mm. was just a one sure. story playing yeah. through there was a plot in GTA 5 there wasn't really a story no uh, but it was like a massive detailed open world that was extremely fun to explore but yeah, I think GTA 6, if I had to put you know my savings on it, it's going to be a massive open world with a bunch of online games I'm it. willing to bet that's literally the bet that Rockstar's <laughs> yeah. making too. Yeah. Because I, in a business They're still tuning stuff out for 5, aren't they? Yeah. Online. Yeah, yeah they still yeah. do stuff for oh, yeah. And I mean, as much as Red Dead 2 did fantastically, largely because of its story, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people play the multiplayer of that, but virtually everyone who was in on it was in on it for that big story yeah, yeah. and yeah. pretending to be a cowboy. Yep. So clearly uh, they they would be silly to move away from it probably because it does work. Yes. But again, if they, they've crunched the numbers and it works much more profitably to just do an online game, yep. then they'll do that. And there's yeah, a chance but, that yeah. as much as we make fun of some of the writing in those games, that even if they did attempt to do another in the same vein, that it wouldn't, be as good or the same it wouldn't be the same clearly yeah yeah do a kickstarter for the single player for story mode for Grand Theft Auto uh, 6 yeah. <laughs> for Dan Houser to write it we'll stretch goal it. no satire in it <laughs> <laughs> they'd probably do well out of that I mean maybe it's the yeah. future of course they would yeah, yeah. maybe kickstarter's the way to actually do it I mean all that regular companies are is just kickstarter but with only millionaires yes well yeah, that's just true. investors but are yeah. kickstarter yeah, yeah. funders yeah. so why not Make everyone do it. Well, yeah. it's hard to know because if and you are making can it, pay even less money towards other uh, things. Yeah. Hoard more. If you are making it and you want that revenue from the online stuff that's done so well for them, you still do need to have the assets of the the world, sure. cars. Yes. Yeah. You know, you need cats. So once you're building all that anyway, you know maybe it isn't. 
as mm. difficult of a task to just go, we'll put some story beats in there and just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume, and I know nothing about this, that the hard work is like, yeah, the building of the envi- environments and everything like that. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it won't go away because it's like, I mean, when the next gen comes around, people are going to start dropping off GTA Online pretty Guess, maybe pretty quickly like they so they're gonna need to get a new yeah and do you know what or maybe they do a red dead re-release mm, there's a part of me that is kind of happy to see something new happen with that studio sure because i like red dead 2 was such a felt like such a final word on that type of game mm, yeah like yeah. how could you go beyond unless you're kind of just iterating on it mm. which red dead 2 itself even was an iteration yes. on that same formula but and this might sound naive when in ten years Red Dead Three comes out and it's fucking amazing again or whatever. Sure, yeah. But th- that kind of did it. If that's your th- swan song, sick. What right. a swan. Yeah. yeah. Go and make <laughs> GTA <laughs> Fortnite and and make a billion dollars. And I'm I guess I'm happy to disengage from that. Exactly. I'm I'm at that point in my life too. We yeah. can all be houses about this. Yeah. Um. I heard you paint houses. I is that something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. no. I, I think you mentioned the Irishman earlier. Yeah, I think it's something. <laughs> yeah. Adam, it's something. You've got to admit it's You've something. Got to admit I heard you paint houses. Yeah. It, it is something. Yeah. Come on, you had your fun with your monster <laughs> one before. You've basked in the glory. <laughs> yeah. Share yeah. it around a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm s- sitting in the shade I'm just over trying here. to figure out what <laughs> the paint means, but it really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's, I'm yeah. sure some people out there will be loving it. Oh, there's people capping <laughs> Those their three dads. people, please tweet at me. <laughs> totally. Sam Hauser, Dan Hauser, and Laszlo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who is Laszlo? Uh, he's uh, a, some guy. None of us know enough about how those companies actually run mm. to know how much of an effect this will have or how amicable it is or what the reason is. They didn't yeah. even say a reason. And it's not immediate. It's like in a month or something. <laughs> a month from now, he's stepping sure. away. So That's it. Yeah. I mean, if you're the like... If if you're the sort of like unknown, let's say like second in command who who's mm-hmm. riding shotgun with Dan as he does a lot of the story beat stuff, you feel like you've contributed just as much, if not more. You know, you've kind of pushed him in the right direction. Mm. And then all this news about him stepping down, everyone goes, Well, the company's fucked. Sure. <laughs> you just react to this chat and go, Yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. Yeah. It's the same as to bring him up again just because we're talking about I mean, it seems as though the houses are they have that auteurial kind of so. reputation mm-hmm. yep. at least yeah. whether it's earned or not mm. but the same thing with God of War and Corey Bialog where they're like oh yeah he worked on the old ones but he's just he's just been promoted right How, what's he gonna do but then someone who's right for the job coming along and putting their own spin on it you know yeah the, the Grand Theft Auto what you could do with that is as open as the worlds themselves yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, my first thought when you said like put it in that in those terms Tommy was that guy will want to approve himself Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. If it ends up being in five years, the GTA reshift in mm. the same way that the God of War reshift yeah. happened, then that could be fucking incredible. Yeah. The you know, maybe it could, could go complete other way from being on, you know. The, the only real way to me it could completely go belly up or whatever is if that pressure from the publisher thing is real, mm. if it was the personalities at the top that were preventing it, and that no longer happens and they start churning things out as yearly Grand Theft Autos mm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If that starts to happen, then that could be a problem. But That's we'll fair. see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was there any other news? Uh, probably, but you those know. Were the, those were the big boys. Those were yeah. the ones that really stuck with us. Yeah. Uh, well, we got, got one each. 
Yeah. <laughs> All the news works. that's fit to half remember. <laughs> I haven't been playing anything that I've not talked about on the show before, but I have been playing a bit this week mm. due in large part to the fact that I wasn't really playing much on the TV for a little while because I uh, had a sound bar, oh, the yeah. subwoofer of which broke about three or four months ago. Yeah. And so everything on the TV just sounded like absolute shit and right. I kind of didn't want to play games. I was just like, I played a couple things and I was like, oh, this just pissed me off. This sounds so bad. Yeah. And I'd been delaying doing anything about it because I was like, I bet I'm going to have to drag this subwoofer into a factory out in the middle of nowhere. So I emailed the company that it's from and they were like, just take it back into the shop that you got it from and they'll, they'll send it off for repair. I'm like, all right. So I put it in my car, drive down to JB Hi-Fi Camberwell, where I bought it from. I go in with the receipt. I, I talk the guy through everything that happened. Like, you know, it's the subwoofer stopped working, da-da-da. And he's like, okay, well, we'll send this off to them for repair and then we'll call you in like a week and we'll probably have like it fixed or whatever, a replacement that you can come and pick up in a week. And I was like, ah, you know what? This is such a hassle. And there was kind of a bunch of stuff about the soundbar that I didn't really like even before all of this happened. So I kind of was really hoping that I'd come in here and you would just let me exchange it for a different... Soundbar in the store. I was kind of and hoping guy, that I would just get yeah. the perfect situation <laughs> well, handed to me on a plate. Well, I was hoping that I'd come into this shop and you'd just give me a free car. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping yeah, for. Give me a I know it's not something you would send me on my way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say that he looks around and then he goes, "Yeah, fuck him. I'll do that for you." Whoa! Incredible. I hope that the manager of JB Hi-Fi Camberwell doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So then I brought, I got the like the box of the old one out of my car. He didn't even check. He didn't Fuck. even look to see if everything was in there. Just gave, just gave me a, like, let me pick a different one. I paid the difference. Oh, got wow. it out of there. Absolutely beautiful stuff. Wow. Yeah, could not have gone better for me. You consumer stories anymore. Yeah, I know. You've wow. just got to get someone on a bad enough day yeah. that they'll do it for you. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, it was really great because it did feel like me and him pulling off a heist. Because <laughs> yeah. he says that and then oh, he's GTA like. GTA 5 style. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then he goes, all right, I'm going to put this through. Meet me over in the soundbar section. <laughs> if you've got any questions, I can talk you through what a good one would be. I'm like, okay. And so then I like sneak over there. He comes, he kind of like pops out from behind a, from behind one of the shelves like five minutes later. Sitting back to back reading the <laughs> JB Hi-Fi catalogs. <laughs> yeah. Talking uh, uh, like as though you're not really speaking to each other, yeah. but yeah. he's on the other bench. <laughs> yeah. And then, it, and then he's like, great, I'll put that through now. And so where's your car? I'm like, I'll park down in the basement. He's like, right, bring the car up. There's this other car park. You loop around here. We've got our loading bay. You come in there. You ring the doorbell. Angelo's going to meet you at the back. He'll take it off your hands. Then <laughs> come back around here. He'll ask you what season here. is best for hunting owls. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude, I loved it. So I'm, wow. I'm, I'm back. I feel good about playing stuff on the TV now. Fuck. And uh, as a result, this week I've been playing a lot more of Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, a yeah. Game <laughs> which yeah, yeah, a Nintendo game. Yeah, a yeah. Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah. 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 That yeah. game that can't be played handheld. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> nah. Glad to have you back with us, Tommy. <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I, I kind of I didn't really play much of it after it came out, and right. I'd, I'd been, you know, it was one of the games I was looking forward to most last year, and I, I don't know, I just kind of stalled on it for a variety of reasons. But uh, yeah, had a big old had a big old sesh with it over the mm. weekend, and uh, it's fucking great. Yeah. It's such a satisfying and inventive little puzzler game. Having a really good time with that. Uh, I started playing Return of the Obra Dinn after mm -hmm. you guys talking about it last week. Mm -hmm. And man, oh man, it's great shit. Yeah. yeah. It really is great stuff. Yeah. Very um, good game. Great loving that game. Great writing. Very, uh, it was good. interesting for you saying that the you had the same thing with the visuals that I did of finding them a bit much. 
when you were playing it on the TV, but in handheld it was fine. So I get yeah. So mm. I downloaded it before I'd gotten the um. Oh no, I downloaded it while the tennis while the Australian Open was still on. So I was right. kind of playing it with the uh, like with the TV on mute because I wanted to like check in on the score every now and then. Yeah, yeah. right. And I as I was playing it for about two, uh, two two or three hours in handheld mode, didn't have any of the issues that you had at all. That yeah. You were talking about last week finding the visual style um, was a bit headache inducing yeah. and I initially I just kind of chalked it down to like you know like I've never gotten I've never had car sickness or motion sickness or anything like that sure. I was like oh maybe just different constitutions and then the next morning I put it on the TV and was just like oh my god this is a fucking nightmare because I only played it on the TV right so <laughs> I, it's probably just a resolution thing I guess well because I played it on PC with a slightly smaller screen than yeah. a TV and I, I, I never had any real, like, proper issues with it. Well, I'm probably a higher resolution than the Switch is doing as well in TV mode. I don't yeah. know that. But yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so if you're uh, thinking of going in, it's one of the few things that I could recommend handheld on the Switch over, uh, right. yeah, probably any other, mm. any other form of playing Because if you it. were going to go handheld on the Switch, you've got a couple of options, right? You've got either you can get a regular Switch, mm-hmm. take it out of that dock, <laughs> yeah. play it. But what if your screen gets scratched? Yeah, well, you just get your screen repaired. Well, you could do that. My screen wouldn't get scratched because I've got a screen protector yeah, on it. Yeah, that's very it's smart. an expensive piece of tech that I bought. Actually, I'd have to be what? a lunatic to not have a cover on it. I say smart. It. I think any normal <laughs> fucking moron would have the bright idea to get a screen <laughs> yeah, protector. Yeah, I agree. You'd have to be like below an actual idiot. I think it'd be crazy to <laughs> constantly live with the inevitable pieces of <laughs> dust and dirt that get underneath a screen protector mm. there mm. for the birds. Real people, mm-hmm. real human beings, yes. live life yes. and know that scars happen. Now, I scratch my. This, sc- this, this is just for the listeners, but I actually agree with Adam. I don't have a screen protector on, nor do I have a case on my phone. I love to live dangerously. Yeah. That naked life. Yeah. The emperor's got new clothes, and his dick looks good in them. Because <laughs> I, the listener, I've got a screen protector on. And I've got a cover on my phone, and I'm currently wearing. Four condoms <laughs> over my yeah. penis that's flaccid under my jeans. Tommy wasn't like whispering then that his helmet was just muffling his... <laughs> uh, it happens, whatever. It was the smallest scratch as well. And honestly, I use it as an, as an excuse sure. to buy something that I've wanted since they came out, which was the Nintendo Switch Lite. Yeah. They were on a little bit of a special and I grabbed one. Oh, did you bring it? I didn't. I forgot. Oh, okay. And it's a little annoying to bring around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's already scratched the screen. He he's yeah, yeah I just go while you guys see it. There's no reason to. Uh, no, I got a little case for it as well. Mm-hmm. It came with a screen protector that I fucking tried to put on. Oh, and yeah. a little piece of only the tiniest bit. Yeah. But enough that I was like, fuck you. Yeah. We're all you know going to die one though? day. Who cares? I know yeah. I've said this before on the oh. show. Take him to one of those in. phone repair places I'm and not let them going. to do it. Yeah. Why? Going. Say it's for your child. <laughs> I am not going to a 48-year-old man, which <laughs> is the only type of person who works yeah, at true. a phone screen repair place. Yep. And I am not putting up with the judgmental look. That'll <laughs> scar me more internally than could ever happen to the screen of a Switch. I think the guy who did mine was younger than me. Well, he seemed impressed wow. that I could afford a Switch. <laughs> Well, I can afford two. <laughs> so who's impressed now? <laughs> you should take it in now and with your other one in your hand. Like, I, I guess I guess this is my backup beater. I guess just fix the, the, the scratch. I get, can you, I, I should look into getting the screen repaired as well. I'm sure you can. I wonder yeah. how much it is. But either way, I wanted one. Yeah. Anyway, yes. and yeah. The, it's a little smaller. It's a handheld thing. The buttons are better. Mm. The D-pad is an actual, an D-pad. actual D-pad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't. 
feel quite as heavy. The plastic is really nice. The screen being a little smaller is great for some games. Right. It looks very crisp and and gray. I got a gray one because I didn't like the blue or the yellow really. Mm-hmm. I don't like colors. Yeah. And you don't I, wear a lot of color. Ah. You got um, blue shoes. Are you wearing the blue shoes yeah, today? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, all you maybe. need, a little accent. That's about as flamboyant as you get in yeah. terms of colour. Mm. Sometimes I'll have like a salmon to pink shirt. Sure. Or whatever. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. There's nothing wrong with colour in general, but when it's something you're going to be looking at that much. <laughs> wow, that's brave. Thanks for qualifying that. I'm okay with colours. I mean, it more with, with in something. In general, he said. He did, there's clearly some issues. When something has, when you're going to be holding it that much or looking at it that much or using it that much. You have to be happy to have that colour specifically forever. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm I currently don't, wearing black and white. Whenever <laughs> I see like a green car, I'm terrified of that person. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. it's like you're either impulsive and, and you bought this when you're in a green mood, mm-hmm. which makes you dangerous, or True. you're always in a green mood. Yeah, that yeah. makes you terrifying. Right. Yeah. Because you're not, you're either not addressing your emotions, or you're <laughs> so heavily overcompen, <laughs> like you're so this one emotion. That yeah. You, either way, you're a wreck. Yeah. If you can, it, the only safe color is white or black. Yeah. That's it. I hate to admit this again, but I have a black car. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I, it's the only way to do it. You've got to have no color there, so that you can imagine a color <laughs> on top of it. Yes. No, yeah. I agree with you. I, in yeah. specifically in terms of a car, I don't think I'd ever lash out and get some. And also, never get a fucking grey car, you idiot, because it's the colour of the road that you're driving on. How are people going to see you? (laughs) It's the colour that my car is. It's a lighter grey. That's why I said you idiot. It's a lighter grey than the... the, the Not every road. road. You can't know what sort of resurfacing that road's going to have had. (laughs) You don't drive! (laughs) (laughs) For this exact reason. A lot of roads kind of are black as well. So so white car all the time. Yeah, white car all the time. You know what else is white? Mm. The clouds. So what if someone's seeing you from below? What are ants going to think? Yeah, as you crest a a hill. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. There's no safe way to drive a car. But there is a safe way to play your Switch, and that's Mm -hmm. to have two. It was yes. very easy to do the thing of making that the primary one oh, so you yes. can just oh, play that's games. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, it like takes two more seconds to load up a game on the TV switch because it's uh, the secondary one and it accesses the internet to go, do you still have the license for this right, game? Right, okay. Uh, which oh, is so fine. you can hop back and... F- oh, that's cool. Yeah, you, right. can, you can do cloud saves for most games. Some of them don't allow it, like Pokemon and stuff, mm-hmm. for reasons uh, that Nintendo has said it to do with cheating. I don't believe that excuse. Right. Because a whole bunch of games let you do it, but you can transfer the save still just by having the switches near each other. Oh, that's oh, cool! So right. you can still move them if you know you're going to, but you can access your cloud saves wherever, right. whenever. Good We're for meant them. To be together. <laughs> easier, an easier process than I, it's just so I think nice. Anyone would have predicted. And I love the switch. There's a whole bunch of games on it. One day I'm gonna put custom firmware on that thing and make it an emulator machine. Mm. Probably that's part of the other reason I got it, but. Uh, I'm just being honest. What, you want to come and arrest me for that? For <laughs> saying that I'm going to commit a crime? Well, you can't arrest someone for attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I like it. It's a really mm. nice thing. You don't need one. Nobody needs one. Mm-hmm. But it does feel better as a handheld than the regular yeah, Switch. I mean, if you never bought a Switch and you I live wouldn't say on, to on get the road. One. Really? I, th- even if this was, if this was going to be your only Switch, I still think that the ability to put it on the TV is enough mm-hmm. to justify the extra price. They're a lot cheaper. If it's maybe for a kid who's only going to play Pokemon right. or whatever, then sure. Yeah, and only kids play Pokemon. But it loses, some of, the, <laughs> it loses some of the functionality from the regular Switch. It doesn't sure. have any rumble. 
it doesn't have like the infrared and mm. all the that sort of stuff from the uh, Joy Cons. You obviously can't take them off. Yeah, it's just the one solid brick. Yeah, so it definitely isn't as good mm. or as versatile, I should say, as a regular Switch, but. It does fill a separate little niche. It looks very nice. It feels very nice. Mm-hmm. And as a dumbass luxury that I can justify by talking about it on here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, th- th- it is just a nice thing to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a product, I'm not a sneakerhead. This is my equivalent of sure. being a sneakerhead. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've definitely bought a Switch Lite's worth of sneakers in the past Six months. Exactly. Yeah. And my shoes are, yeah, falling apart. <laughs> but I don't have to go anywhere. Because <laughs> I've got two ways to play Switch yeah. at home. Notoriously not portable thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, it's just, it's it's a nice thing. Uh, and it, it is a smaller profile and stuff. Mm. For just unbelievable case, nice. if, if there was going to be anyone on this podcast that owns two Switches at the one time that it's yeah. not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you... you I assumed you own 20 the way that you talk about it. So I was just trying to catch up. <laughs> but yeah, the Switch is a nice place to play games that don't require a huge screen. As long as you yeah. stay off the eShop. Huh? As long as you stay, stay off, off that eShop. eShop. Oh, yeah. yeah. I played a bit more Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. Well. Me too. Let's all talk about Act it. Two. Okay, great. Well, I'll quickly look. I know this whole episode has been building up to me reviewing Motocross mon- oh, mon- yeah, let's, Monsters let's 3. Do it. I'm um, doubting that I've put that anywhere in the title. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it's the title. It's the image. I hope that everyone is We did a Monster Energy thing with Death Stranding not that long ago. I don't want to overdo it with Monster Energy. It's uh, fine. It's yeah. fine. Uh, if you like... That motocross thing of going around the circuits, the very closed, you know, like mm-hmm. jumps after jumps after jumps. Yeah. It's fine. It controls well. It's pretty responsive. The graphics are good. It's low budget sort of menus and interfaces and shit. Right. But I think it's a low budget game. Like the developer's logo that came up was pixelated, <laughs> you know, in the opening credits. Sure. Love that. But it's good. Uh, it's not for me, but I, as a consumer review, you know, as, as yours was for the Switch Lite. It's a good product. And if you're into motocross... Yeah. Uh, is Monster like the big sponsor of motocross? Yeah, it or is. is yeah. Do they yeah. have a branch of it? No, I, I'm pretty sure that they're they're the big sponsor of the whole thing. Right. All of the tournaments and stuff like that. That's it's cool. good. Um, I just well, wanted to like do that because I played it. <laughs> behind the back motorbike type yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the same sort of game that's been around for decades, but it's, it's done reasonably well. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I ten guess ten people ten. already know if... They're interested in probably, that or not, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, How much of Kentucky did you take in? So it's hard. I really wanted to go through all of it because it's not a particularly long game. Yeah, each act is maybe a couple <laughs> of hours. What <laughs> are you doing with the lights? <laughs> Tommy was just flicking the lights on and off as though he wanted me to stop talking and start rolling. <laughs> no, I couldn't on the tell. It. <laughs> I think I may have accidentally turned on the outside light, uh, but because it's light outside, it's hard for me. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's um, like a scene from Kentucky Route Zero. It really is. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm only up to the fourth act now. Right, right. I wanted to be through the whole thing, but I'm finding after each of the interludes and each of the acts, mm. I'm having to take some breathing room. Me right, too. Because it's such a densely artistic game. Yes, yeah. completely agree. It feels like watching a really good American play. Yeah, yes. It, I, do, I feel the same way. Like I... I wanted to have finished it by this app, but yeah, yeah I, I kind of one of those chunks at a time is sort of my, sort of my cap. There's yeah. something in each of them, and if it's 
the best thing I've seen in any media of making me feel like I'm in a dream. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. I've never had something as effectively do it. Like that scene in the diner from fucking whatever David Lynch movie. Oh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. 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 That's number two. Yes. Quite distant. Yeah. That's a really good comparison. I mentioned, I think last week that the aesthetic has some similarities with control, which had some dreamlike sequences. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, was, I think a little bit more, of a heavy-handed approach in control. Sure. I think Kentucky Route Zero is much more, yeah, soft-touch, artistic, draws you in with, like, weirdly filmmaking techniques. Yeah. 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 Because dream stuff can be so hokey. Mm. And this isn't Mm. explicitly a dream or anything. No, No, but it's just that feeling like, yeah. It's got this confident dialogue that is really well-written and really... um, kind of layered and just atmospheric and Mm. thick but it isn't like there's none of the fish out of water type stuff to try and make it make sense to you like control had it's all just kind of happening and there's a lot of kind of non sequitur type shit Mm -hmm. that everyone just takes in stride because this is the way the world is here people kind of turning up places without really knowing how they got there type yeah yeah it's it does such a good job of that to create these really beautiful and haunting and affecting for me moments throughout it, and I'm I'm not quite sure why or how. Yes, yeah. yeah. The poems that you do are great. Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting, and I don't know if this is just me or if this is everyone's experience, but the all the dialogue choices that you get, they're all quite. They're often you know they're all quite different, yeah. and often it'll be, you know, you can choose one person to say this. It's not just or mm. or a different person mm-hmm. to say that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if what you're about to say is the thing I was going to bring up. Okay, I'm finding that every time I get a bunch of options, it's immediate for me which one I'm going to pick. I never feel like, like sometimes with these kinds of things when there's like a, you know, like a a couple of decisions, they may be kind of vaguely similar or I kind of go, ah, what's the right one? One of them is just someone being a dick. Yeah, Yeah, or or what would the character say or what do I think is going to advance it in an interesting way? With this one, for whatever reason, I find it really easy to just be impulsive. Like they all come up, and I go, "Bang, that's the one I want." Absolutely. Like I don't wow. have to think about it in any terms of, in any kind of like, yeah, I'm not, I'm trying to solve it or, or I'm trying <laughs> to do what the character would do. I'm or just a like, best "Bang, path that's or anything yeah." Like that, I'm completely feeling the same way. Where I'm saying things that I kind of don't want them to say, but I almost feel like I'm acting. I'm yeah. in it, and I go, "Boom!" Right. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. I, I'm not. It's really easy to be impulsive and. I never find that with this type of game. And I think a lot of the time that's why I drop off them pretty quickly because I'm just spending too long going, "Uh, oh, should he he ask a question or should he be rude and walk? uh, I just don't know. That's interesting. So you guys feel like you're almost like acting out a play that has already been written. Like it's clear who this character is and you're just going, oh, this is what happened. And like I already remember the line almost. Right. And and it's that one. It's, oh, Ezra says this now. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe it's just like the the choices are so, or also different and interesting enough that they, that neither one of them, you know, sometimes it's like, I guess that's the right one to do, but that's kind of a bit more interesting because it's more chaotic. They're Mm. written in such a way that they correspond more to a mood than to a specific plot point. Yeah, that's like good. An, an, that's uh, what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just letting myself feel what this game is. Yeah, doing. yeah, yeah. In, in a way that I can't remember doing with a game before. Mm. It, it really is, and it's such a dumb word, art. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it is. really hate that word when it's used in 
an application like that. Do you know what I mean? Right. When As, you're trying yeah. to qualify whether or not something's good creatively right. like yeah. that. Right, right. But it's presenting me with something that is giving me an emotional reaction and I can't quite tell why. Sure, I think it's the word you use when you're trying to distinguish something from being uh, a piece of entertainment only. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's something else that art means that I think is, is definitely applicable to this game. Right. That um, slight spoiler, the play that you're kind of in and watching as one of the interludes right. in between the acts, it took me a little while to work out, like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like, what is this? What am I looking at? But then once I realised what it was and you kind of spin around the room and everything and it takes, again, like you're talking about, you sort of drained at the end of mm. one of those chunks. It takes ages, but it was just like, oh, this is, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is cool. <laughs> I, but I what loved the it. fuck is it? Yeah, no, same. But yeah. it, just even working out w- initially what was happening, what it was showing me. Yeah. And then once <laughs> I worked out, it's like, oh, okay, so you watch it and then you turn around and you watch the reactions of the other people watching it. You know, you kind of go through all these little beats of it. Mm. I was like, okay, cool, I get it now. But why? (laughs) Sure, a lot of it... But then later on, stuff from everything that has felt like a complete non sequitur to me, Mm. it's come back in some way. And not in a way that, like, makes sense in a traditional... Because the game doesn't really make sense. It's not a plot where you're trying to work out mysteries or whatever. Mm. It's sort of things that are happening to convey mood or whatever. So That seems to be the... primary I, I wasn't at all gonna say what you said tommy okay what was it <laughs> i feel like when i see the it's usually three sort of dialogue options come up mm-hmm. they're sort of typed out you know un- unfolded each line by line yeah as that's happening it feels like each of the lines is like a valid part of the story right like as you read each line it is the experience of playing this game or seeing this story unfold and then picking one almost isn't the point no like taking in the writing and the poetry and the the mood of each line is important like just going like oh i'm gonna read one and read two oh i'm picking two it's like no you gotta read three as well it's all part oh yeah okay interesting yeah yeah Yeah. and it i don't think it really affects the direction that the game Mm. goes any of the stuff it Mm. just changes the flavor of it sure yeah but in but when this game is all flavor yes the whole point of this game is to completely sink into it for the time that you're playing it which is i think what makes it such a draining thing Mm. because if it's gelling with you you're in and i'm feeling i don't know what it is it's like weirdly this story about like loss Mm -hmm. and and like inevitability and responsibility and all this these very like heavy themes that aren't explicitly addressed really yes yet at least yeah Yeah. that's interesting what you said ben yeah i hadn't yeah you're totally right like often in these things it's like you pick one out of the three and even though they've come up on the screen it's almost as if those other two didn't exist yes they never they never got asked they were never an option yes because but these choices that you didn't pick still you are meant to take them in and they are yeah. to factor how you, you're like yeah your they experience still experience of the game yeah, yeah they still do have context going forward yeah. you're not yeah. looking for function out of these mm. you're not mm. going like which dialogue thing will give me the best chance to get more gold off of this fuck or right. whatever yeah yeah you're j- it's it is the game to 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 read be in it yeah, yeah and, and not to do what you feel like i'm just doing what i feel is right and sometimes i'm like there are things to look at i'm going like i don't mm-hmm. want to look at that mm-hmm. or sometimes i'm looking at everything like yeah, i'm just yeah. 
in this weird flow state with it. Yeah, well, it's, it's really, really. It teaches good. you early on, like when you when you're trying to get past those kids that are in the basement, and mm. no matter what you say, they won't move. Mm. It kind of teaches you early on. It's sort of there's kind of no consequence to anything that you so that you say to anyone in this game. Like right. it's not like oh I have to talk this person around to giving me the key right, or whatever right. it is. It's like you're you're never going to come up against a brick wall, off and find it. That you can't progress no. because you've said that you know the wrong thing, or because you were rude to that guy, or you sort of need to get this bit of information out of it. It kind of teaches you early on. Just kind of do what you want. Just yeah, let right. it wash over you. Just get lost in it. Totally. You're not in combat. You're in like an art gallery. Yeah. And mm. if you see something that doesn't gel with you, cool, move on. And there's an and actual... if you want to stare at something, do, and yeah, exactly. The actual art gallery in there is fucking great. Mm. Yeah. And there's like this main through line of these characters who you find out more about them as they go on, but they sort of don't make sense. And I, But I love the way that it doesn't make sense. Yes. Mm. And it really doesn't matter. There's nothing that I'm like, oh, why the fuck is that there or whatever? Or why did they show up? Or why did this person say this? It's all just happening and washing over me in this really cool way that is very well done. There's the, the, the closest comparison. I'm very glad that this has come to me for this style of storytelling and, and, and mood that it evokes mm. is a movie I watched recently called Cali Blues. And it is by a Chinese filmmaker and it's basically the story of a guy who maybe his brother or his friend was involved in a local crime syndicate and uh, he's going to go find him and maybe there's a woman involved and he wants to reconnect with someone. And in the first half of the movie, you meet a bunch of characters and you see who were playing those characters and who they're meant to be. Yeah. And then I think it's the whole second half. It's like this one single shot where he like goes back to his old hometown, follows him, unbroken shot the whole time. And then... These actors who were playing these characters previously pop up again as different characters. Right. And songs that he was talking about as a child liking, they're being sung by groups in the street. And there's like lines that come up again and, and it all evokes this dreamlike state yeah. of memory and loss and like melancholy and like life. Yeah. And it's the same feeling in Kentucky Route Zero. It's this very strange sort of non-chronological mood-based way of telling a story yeah that is great i love and it <laughs> totally because i couldn't really describe the plot to you that mm. easily mm. even though i'm like more than halfway through the game but it's about regret yeah and that sort mm. of yep. shit and it's yep. about like uh, and it's doing that so effectively mm. that i'm really really impressed by it mm. yeah and the writing is fantastic and i mean yeah. it's all just writing and th these really this cool visual style that's very simplistic but also Simplistic so that it's out of the way. Yes. And the plot is simplistic so that it's out of the way. And however it's doing this conveyance of mood mm. is very, very effective because uh, it's, it's yeah. a deeply touching game. When you first like start playing it again after a session, you I definitely noticed like, man, this is some simplistic character design. Mm. And then by the time you finish that section or whatever, you realise, oh, I just started seeing them as people. I yeah. stopped yeah. noticing you the project, style at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a great book, but it couldn't <laughs> be done as a book. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. great. I'm really looking forward to finishing it, but I, I couldn't bring myself to do like a marathon thing because I'm savouring yeah, it. Yeah, yes. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. 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 Um, well, should we wrap it up? There's one more There's thing one for me more. to talk about. Oh, yeah, yes. Um... I played a new game that came out, I think, last week called Journey to the Savage Planet. Mm. It is an exploration-based game. It's kind of like a platformer. It's not a survival game, really. Mm -hmm. You're collecting resources and you're f fighting things out in the world, but it's kind of more presenting you with 
some environmental puzzles almost or like exploration based puzzles in a kind of metroidy way where like you obviously can't get up here because you don't have the fucking magnet or whatever what what does this game look like and what platform is it on it is on uh ps4 xbox one and pc i believe mm-hmm. it is kind of a colorful very simple unreal engine type of game right okay it looks like a unity type thing mm-hmm. it, it's doing the same style of game as an outer worlds type of thing sure nowhere near as well because right. the combat isn't anywhere near as good as it should be for how often it makes you do it. The humor is, to me, unbearable. Oh. I truly despise oh. what it's doing in that element. Oh. There's like videos, but you're on like this crash ship and you got to go around and collect resources to build new items to get you to different places. And it's all like made. It's not randomly generated or anything. Yeah, yeah. But it's exactly the thing you're picturing when you think... There's a wall that can only be gotten by explosive things, but you have to get the carbon required to get you an ex- uh, explosive thing, and then you can get behind that wall, and there's an upgrade to your health. Right. Okay. It's upgrades and upgrades and upgrades and upgrades and exploring until you're done. Right. Which is a fun loop, and mm-hmm. it's doing that exploration stuff well enough that I'm enjoying playing it. For okay. Sure. Okay. Um, it 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 the platforming feels nice and the general oh here's this weird new environment how do i get around what am i meant to do here what am i looking for it's something that's been done a million times but Mm. it's done well enough in this that i'm still enjoying that loop right um the combat yeah not great the shooting is is not good and the enemies that you're fighting are just uh, like boring in some way like they've got these attacks you know what they're doing you go dodge out away and it just feels like a real chore and the humor is my biggest gripe with this game every time you go to your ship so there's videos that play Mm -hmm. uh that'll be like ads from this like space world that you're in where you're you work for the fourth best exploration company Mm -hmm. and it's the sort of humor it's like pick up that um goo object with your meat hands it, uh, that sort of thing. Oh wow! Meat, it feels like hands. it just got punched in yeah. the stomach. Meat oh, hands was the fuck. was the phrase oh, where luckily that's terrible. Yeah, it seems to be self-aware enough that it gave you an option to turn off your like robot buddy who's in your head. <laughs> fuck yeah! yeah. Right. You can either have her set to chatty or off. Okay. I mean, I almost hate that more. It's yeah. like yeah. so you know it's potentially yeah. grating. Yeah. Why put it in there? It gives you a thing at the start to like choose which is your face to make sure you're not crazy. And then I picked the dog face because it's like I wonder if it'll tell me I'm crazy. But no, I'm a dog now. Oh great! And I but I, like I'm great. still just got two hands and I'm a person. But I just mm. have to listen to a dog's breath a bunch. It's actually quite an annoying choice. You're like Mr. Yeah. Peanut Butter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the actual platforming and the Metroid type of exploring, I'm enjoying. So I'm still going through with it. Okay. Um, I want to see what this It looks just like. fucking really doesn't nail its tone to me. I'm sure there are people who will find it funny, and that's right. fine. But I got really bothered by it really quickly. And every time I go into that ship and one of the ads starts playing, where it's like, you know, it's ads for some uh, space thing where it's like, Clone many humans and put them in a mall and see how pointless their consumerism is. And oh. that sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Where there's a little remote you can run to and turn it off. And I am sprinting <laughs> to that remote <laughs> to switch off the ad every time I have to go back there to upgrade a backpack or whatever. Yeah, turn it off, you little dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, just that loop that has existed for a while that is kind of a survival game thing of yep. explore, pick up stuff. It looks quite nice. Yeah, it looks Visually, fine. Yeah. In, in action, it looks fine. Right. It's um, 
yeah, that sort of simplistic kind of indie game looking vibe, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's nothing uh, too bad about that. And all the different places look distinct from each other, which is nice. Mm. Um, it's It's not particularly original or whatever but it's an enjoyable version of that type of thing yeah right. if you liked out of worlds this is a, a tenth of the game that was <laughs> right but it's enough like it that i'm enjoying that loop again yeah great sweet uh well we'd better wrap it up there for another week on filthy casuals thank you very much for listening oh i've i meant to plug ah! this at the start <laughs> of the episode tommy you were on an episode of a new podcast oh, yeah. that i'm doing with timothy clark friend of the show oft mentioned former housemate of mine mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about No Country for Old Men for an hour. We did. And it was very fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's called Best Original Podcast. I'm sure, Knox, you'll be on a future episode. We'll talk about a movie that you like. I'd love to talk about 1917. That fucking movie's great. <laughs> well, fuck. Oh, well, maybe we'll do a bonus episode about the 2020 Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Best Original Podcast with Timothy Clark and Ben Vanell. Go look it up. It's, uh, it's a fun time. Yeah, go check it out. Also, yeah. I'm, if you're in Melbourne, I'm doing a show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I don't think I've plugged that yet. Mm. Tickets are on sale now. Comedyfestival.com.au. It's from March the 25th until April. April the 19th and there may be a certain kind of knowledgeable <laughs> boy popping up yeah popping up in my show yeah me Ben's helping <laughs> me out me. With it. <laughs> um yeah filthycasuals.com.au you can find our social media links and you can find our patreon you can support the mm. show and get a bonus episode every week where we talk about other stuff we're currently going through the decade and wrapping that up oh yeah been a lot of fun doing that so uh go kick in it's very much appreciated by us if you choose to do so Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. uh, Filthy Casuals Reforged coming out next week Mm -hmm. uh, where we just delete episodes 1 through 208 out of existence. (laughs) Great. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.